Nominate the youth sports volunteer that you know for the Hercules Hero of the Week. Submit your nomination at kslsports.com forward slash contest and listen every Thursday afternoon to JJ and Alex for the winner. Help us celebrate the efforts of those volunteers making an impact with the Hercules Hero of the Week, and it's sponsored by Hercules Credit Union. Big college basketball games coming up tonight. Utah State coming off a loss at CSU is at home against San Diego State. They're tied for first place, 9-4. and four. Big game for BYU after a loss on the road to last place Oklahoma State. They got 11th ranked Baylor coming in. It's too early for must-win games. Both these teams are set up for NCAA tournament bids as uh, their seasons have gone so far. We'll see what they do going forward, but that's what we're both anticipating right now. So... I can label this a big game. I can't make it bigger than that. You got more confidence in one team or the other to win tonight? Yeah, I think Utah State's an absolute lock to go to the NCAA tournament. I think BYU could still play their way out of it. I don't think they will, but I think they could. Where I see no way that Utah State's going to play itself out of it. I think they are in, irregardless of anything that happens tonight. Of the CSU loss, zero, zippo on the surprise meter. Hard to sweep that road trip. Well, hard to sweep, I guess, anytime you play twice on the road in a week in college hoops. And they've already gotten one, and CSU is in a more desperate position as far as the NCAA goes. They're they needed that. A, they're a good team. That arena, and we'll, we, I'm going to ask Steve Cleveland that very thing in an hour. You talk about, oh, they're right on top of you. Well, that arena, the press row is opposite the – coaches mm-hmm. so you see the back of their heads from the tv angle and it's like in a in a theater where the aisles are so small that once you sit down if you gotta go to the bathroom you better hold it in <laughs> <laughs> no excuse me excuse me excuse me right. getting out <laughs> right because they're right there i mean their knees are in your back and then they got those bleachers where they put the band and the students mm-hmm. that comes right down to floor level and, I mean, it really, it's a small arena. It's maybe 8,000. Yep. Uh, and if they've got a good team, they are really, really tough to beat when the place is rocking. And you could tell it was rocking because they've got a good team. And I went there with the great Utah teams. I mean, Van Horn, Miller, Doliak, all those guys. And I can remember it was one Saturday afternoon, and it was just as electric as any place I'd been. And the Utes came out of there with a victory that required all 40 minutes. And so I sat down and watched that game Saturday, fully expecting Utah State to lose. And they did. (laughs) It didn't surprise me in the least. Now I'm expecting them to win. Because I've seen them play their program when it's good, these teams. BYU... I haven't seen them play these types of games consistently. And you have a form of recency bias because they sucked Saturday. And that deal, oh, it's a quad three. That That's such a freaking joke. <laughs> they were not a quad three opponent on Saturday. It clearly wasn't. And the one kid didn't miss a shot. The freshman who gets his yeah. first start, Keller. Right. And yeah. he's at home. And that's that's not a their body of work, I suppose, is what we use the phrase in college basketball. But on that particular Saturday at home, that wasn't the case. 
And the Cougs could never really muster uh, any form of making a consistent game once it got to 10 points. You know, they got close a couple times, but and not that close. And the thing yeah. that I see with these guys is they have a wild level of inconsistency. They've got two or three guys that can get you 18 to 20 and then get you two to four the next game. Can get shut out. Yeah. Is, which is stunning for a player who would be that good to suddenly come up with a goose egg. Right. They've got to find a way to get more consistency out of two or three of their guys. And they do shoot a, shoot a lot of threes, so they are vulnerable to. Well, then the, the stop wild shooting swings. threes. Then <laughs> I, I'm sick of hearing though they shoot a lot of threes. They're, they're I, not gonna I only stop. care if the shots go in. They're good shots if they go in. Forget that. This three stuff has just infuriated me forever. Is that oh you got to take forty threes? Like it's like the eleventh commandment. It just drives me nuts. If you're hot and you're feeling it, fire away. <laughs> but shooting is fickle. The best of the best, are they have bad shooting nights. Find ways to get easier opportunities. And if you're not hitting from 22 feet, then move in. Maybe you'll hit from 17. Why is that such a bad shot? I would much rather have a two that goes in than a three that misses. Crazy talk. Yeah, I'll never understand this. I mean, Foose can do his thing, and he did. But they've he's got pretty, to find ways to, reliable, to yeah. do things yeah. when if it's not hitting. If you're hitting, yeah, fire away. Yeah, great. But that's – especially when you get in the NCAA tournament, man, and you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen, right? you got to find other ways to score. And they got too many guys that I don't know what they're going to give me. They're that box of chocolates and what's-his-face. Uh, Forrest Gump. You know, what is it? They're capable, but they don't have a level of consistency. And so then they get smoked by the last place team. I wasn't surprised they lost, but I was to a degree that surprised. They were down that they 20. Were, yeah, yeah. And I think nine was as close as they got. Right. That, that they really couldn't make it a game. But going on a road in college ball, is and hard. I don't know enough about Oklahoma State. You know, I haven't watched them, I haven't studied right. them. I don't know about their arena, I haven't been there. Like I have in all the Mountain West slash WAC and all the Pac-12. I know that. You know before anyone goes to CSU what they're up against. Yeah. Through and through. Yeah. And, that, and I mean, that's an hour plus away from Denver. That's the only shit thing that they got. It's the only show in town. And they're good this year. They're not a bad team. They're good. They're a good team. I f- f- can fully expect them to be in the NCAA tournament. If they're in, I have zero surprise. Well, there's six teams in that league trying to get in, and four yeah. or five of them will. Yeah. And I think San Diego State and Utah State are going to get in, and then we'll see how the others sort themselves out. And there out. will be more. Right. Yeah, for sure. But they still have big games to but play it, against each other in the in, conference tournament. I've got tournament. zero surprise. Right. I've, I've been in that situation when good teams have gone in there. Yeah. So I understand it fully. Uh, Oklahoma State, you know, the, the arena didn't look too full, but nevertheless. It wasn't, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, every, every trip is a decent trip. For these guys, it'll be better next year when the trips to Arizona. Okay, I didn't know what you were talking about. As far as the quality of the competition, it's a decent trip, or as far as how far you have to go to play? Just everything involved. Just everything involved in it is it's hard. It's it's unlike anything that any of these guys have experienced. 
because they've all gone to BYU. And I realize there's some transfers, but most of the transfers they get are lower-level transfers. I think that the big kid a couple years back, I can't remember his name, from Purdue, that was about it. Uh, but, you know, uh, or they, they didn't play much in these other places. Uh, so it's all new experiences for them. Uh, and they're okay. They just got to find a way to continue to go one and one each week. And you're supposed to go one and oh. No, I'm extending it to one and one and one. And this is going to be tough, man. I circled this game. This this in the Houston game when the schedule came out as the toughest home games. And then, of course, Cincinnati got them anyway that I, you know, I didn't really know about. Uh, Houston, they came in, you know, had an opportunity to win that game. They didn't. And, and that's why I think that I think it's important for these guys to at least be in the game because I believe in the human factor when they uh, f- create the brackets. And the humans can put a computer and blah, 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 this and that. But they're going to know that they had an opportunity, a three towards the end of the game to take the lead. I don't know they would have won it, but they had the opportunity. The point being, they didn't get blown out like they did uh, Saturday. And so if they could play Baylor tough, of course, if they win... I mean, that's a major, major advantage. And then have – and what's so cool about it is have these other teams do well. I mean, they beat Iowa State, and then Iowa State's sitting in there at rank sixth. That's great. Is everybody in the league awesome, or is everybody in the league mediocre? Some leagues beat themselves up and get penalized. This league does not. I think they've got a slew of good teams. And basketball really matters in this conference. That's fact. Yeah. So you think these will be a lot of teams that uh, win a game, get in the tournament, win a game in the tournament, but maybe don't end up in the Final Four? No great teams? I mean, I don't know about the Final Four. Uh, Houston can. Houston has a, a defensive tenacity that is a winning formula. When I, and I watched the game against Iowa State, State. last night, no NBA. A.K.A. the rock fight. Yeah, and <laughs> to watch them defend the big man is smiling from the great beyond. Yeah. <laughs> He lived for that. And Houston has it. I think he would love, he would have loved coaching in this conference. Yes. Uh, to see huge test. The way they play. Yeah. yeah. And so I think Houston can. I think I think others can too, on, on a given, because you, you get on a little run. Yeah. I, I, Iowa State hung tough, battled them. Uh, so I think they can. Kansas, it was a couple of guys that are very good. Houston, Iowa State, and Kansas still haven't lost a home game. They're all undefeated, fifteen and well, Kansas fourteen zero. The rest Which, are fifteen. Yeah, doesn't at surprise home. me at all. Zero. And they're vulnerable once they leave home, and so playing on a neutral floor, we'll see how it that, shakes out. That mitigates it. Yeah. How do you play that day? If you want to get to the final four, give me four good games, and away you go. And if you're seated right, maybe three. There are some gimmies in the oh, okay. opening round. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might be I mean, somebody by 30 that, who need... doesn't match up. Yeah, okay. All right, fine. You still got to win four games. Um, and as crazy as it sounds, I think the Cougars might have a shot. I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, we're, we're talking to, uh, who was it? Was it Fushilla? <clears throat> talking about them, or it was somebody else uh, getting to the second week. I mean, that's got to be. The goal. Yeah. Once you see what the brackets are. And but I can't guarantee anything because all these games left. I mean, Oklahoma State at home, you figure they should win. 
But other than that. But other than that, yeah. Give me a guarantee. Give me anything you'd be willing to bet money on. Uh, no, 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 well, no, and no. I mean, we haven't talked about the Utes in this segment because they're not playing tonight, and we were talking about the teams who are playing tonight. But if I were gambling on what the Utes were doing the last week, that's, that would have been the longest of long shots. Yeah, but shots. you wouldn't and have bet that their leading scorer got tossed on a cheap <clears throat> shot. So that he gets thrown out early. He's not available. Does Utah win that game? Now, I think the kid should be not only thrown out, I think he should be suspended. That was 1,000% uncalled for. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. What was that? That was the one Wrong. of the dirtiest plays that didn't involve a player punching someone or a player being in the air. I mean, you're a seven-footer. You've got to raise your elbow up to get to his throat area because he's costing seven feet tall. And you did? And he's just setting a screen? On a player bringing the ball up the court, Smith, that was unbelievable. I mean, he should be suspended. If not by the commissioner, if not by whomever, by uh, Little Cronin. You can't do that. A violation of team rules. Absolutely. If I were Smith, I would have pulled my hair out. Yeah, yeah, I see what you did there. (laughs) I would have pulled Cronin's hair out. Wait a minute. (laughs) Neither of them have any. Yeah, I mean, that's just a a basic game by two average teams. Play the game within the confines of what we recognize as real sportsmanship competition. And it's not like you're underneath the hoop and you guys are wrestling, jockeying, Mm -hmm. jostling a little bit. It's just setting a screen on a player to bring the ball up that you see a thousand times over. And you decide to go with your elbows that high up into his face. Any number of things could have been. He literally could have been out for the season. We've seen the fractured orbital bone. Yes. It's the long, it's broken face, the cheekbone. What was, I can't, I'm, I'm stunned that I saw that. You just get guys underneath, and they're you're, they're scratching, clawing, fighting, pushing, holding. We see that, right? And then, you know, they get a little face-to-face, and then that's it. But guys are caught an elbow battling for a rebound all the yeah. time. Yeah, Guys are jumping. Guys are leaning right. over to get a ball that hits the floor. It happens. Right, right. And then we go on. They ha- I don't know. Do they, who do they, where do they go? The NBA does, or the college guys don't go to see caucus. Uh, they go somewhere. I don't know. Uh, that 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 replay should have took about ten seconds, <laughs> and it was it was so stunning to me. I've watched thousands of games, and I'm not sure I've ever on a simple screen. That's what it was amazing to me. A simple just go set a screen to free up the kid to bring the ball up to court, and they do that. So once he got ejected, Mac, I think his name was. That doesn't surprise me that much. The Bruins are an average team at best. But they're hot. And you were just talking about teams that go on yeah, runs. Yeah, but they, they just lost their best player. You're not, well, you're not appreciating it. I am you, appreciating it. No, you're not. Because <laughs> once you took him out, it was a whole other ball game. No, that, that conference, with the exception of Arizona, is a bunch of mediocre teams running around. And for the Utes... Be mediocre and be the best of the mediocre, and you got a shot to go to the tournament. And you haven't been there for seven years or whatever yeah. it is. That's an accomplishment. Who cares if it's mediocre? If you accomplish something you haven't done since 2016, that's something to build on. People were calling for the guy's reg- resignation last week. They get After to the, the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Have at it, man. DJ PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. Coming up, Kurt Schmidt joins us next. 
RSL, the opener against Messi in Miami tomorrow night. We'll talk with him next. And Steve Cleveland, more on College Hoops at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. This is a Utah Jazz Ticket Tuesday, which means we're giving away tickets at 8.30 and 9.30. Tickets next right here on The Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Joining us now, guard for the Utah Jazz, the one and only Keontae George. Tell us about getting back in the starting lineup and how you're approaching it. I'm still approaching, approaching the game in the same way I did. You know, when I was, whether I was starting, come off the bench, I was preparing like a starter. So I know when I went into the game, um, I knew how guys were in pick and roll. I knew what they were doing off ball. You know, of course, there's a difference between starting the game and coming off the bench. But for me, it was just about how can I be effective in the role that, that I'm put in. So it's great to, you know, be the starting point guard for a great organization and you know not a lot of people get this opportunity so I'm never going to take it for granted I'm going to continue to work my tail off continue to trust Will and you know his staff continue to trust my teammates and continue to work to gain the trust of the older guys and so it's a great journey of course it comes with some adversity but you know I love it so just continuing to grow more and more into my role Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone DJ PK, it's a Utah Jazz Ticket Tuesday. It's time to give away tickets to see the Jazz play the Charlotte Hornets. It's a Jazz Ticket Tuesday, and your chance to win Jazz tickets is right now. Be caller number 12 at 801-575-ZONE, and you'll win tickets to see your Utah Jazz at the Delta Center. Presented by UCCU. Love where you bang. Jazz and the Charlotte Hornets Thursday night. 801-575-ZONE. Caller 12 right now wins a pair of tickets. If you don't win now, we'll give away two more tickets at 9.30, so stay tuned for that. And you can win tickets. We'll have tickets all day long, every hour on the half hour right here on The Zone. Kurt Schmidt is going to join us here momentarily. He is the... Sporting Director and Chief Soccer Officer for Real Salt Lake. The Major League Soccer season kicks off with one standalone game Wednesday night. RSL playing Lionel Messi in Miami. You fired up? Fired up, PK. When you heading off to Miami? Uh, I'm not. Call the game from here, as you well know. <laughs> Kurt, good morning. Kurt, good morning. How are you? Doing well this morning. The season opener, and it's messy. Uh, how fired up are people for this? I think people are, are really fired up for it. Um, it's obviously exciting to get the season going again, and I think you know the opponent's given everyone a little bit of extra motivation for sure. Is there uh, sometimes with uh, other sports – uh, the first game, they'll unscramble it. Is that the case, or is it just going to be as usual uh, on the Apple that you got to subscribe? Uh, that's a great question. I, not every game uh, needs to be subscribed to, and I'm not positive at the top of my head if the if this game is um, is going to be a free one or not. But there are some games that are available for free if you just log on. For RSL going into this game, there have been so many changes. Uh, you've got new personnel. You've got uh, all new assistant coaches this year. Uh, as a front office executive sitting back and watching this game, what's the number one thing you're watching for that's stressing you out, that if it goes well, then things fall into place? Yeah, I think, you know, look, we, we invested in a lot of good young players, and um, we're looking for them to take a big step up and, and become 
important contributors and, and critical parts of the team. So I think that's what we're looking for this year, and that's what we need from those guys. And I think they've shown really good signs of, of taking those steps. Um, so that's been a big positive. And then along with that, you know, the, the coaching staff have come in. I think the, the tactics are going to look a little bit different, um, you know, and not, not everything will be instantaneous. But um, starting to see some really good signs in preseason of, of the tactics kind of gelling and the players picking it up, and that's been very good as well. 17-year-old Barajas, my gosh, 17 years old. I mean, that's just incredible. How long does it take a 17-year-old to get acclimated before you're going to expect him to be a significant contributor? <laughs> um, I won't put too many expectations on him, but he's come into preseason. He's done really, really well. So when you talk about the level, the speed of play, the physicality, um, he can certainly fit in and, and hold his All right, well, we just lost him, so we will get back and get that thought. 17 years old, PK. We were in high school, and now he's a pro. And he's moved all around the country. He's from, uh, he grew up in Sacramento, and he was in the San Jose's Academy. And then he went off and played in the, in the USL and was in Charlotte. And now here he is in Major League Soccer, and he might run on the field with Messi at 17. All right, we lost you there in the middle of the Barajas answer. Go ahead and finish your thought on that. Sorry about that. No, no, he's done really well. And, you know, we, we won't know how it's going to look when he gets into a real game with fans and, and uh, you know, another team that's trying to kick him. But um, pretty pretty high host for him, and I think he can contribute this year. You have a couple of players you acquired here late, but I don't think they've joined the, the team yet. And they may end up being two starters. What is the timeline for, uh, for them to join the team? Uh, yeah, Matt Crooks um, is getting his, his visa sorted. Um, he might be available for the weekend, but he's, you know, both, we, we expect both to be available for the home opener. Um, Alex Alexandros Katranis uh, is definitely not an option this week. Um, and then Matt Crooks, we're, we're fingers crossed trying to get him here in time. Do you find uh, with these players being so young, if they are an American versus a foreign kid, is the adjustment for the American kid much easier? I think when you talk about coaching and integrating into the group, I think it can be because obviously there's a, there's no language barrier. Um, you know, they're they're a lot more comfortable in the, in the city and the you know in the environment, so it can. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, soccer is soccer. When you're on the field, it's, it's it's still a game, and the rules are the same. And I think I think both guys can settle in. Uh, but a big part of that, honestly, is having the right pieces around you when you're a young kid and having some experience around you. And, you know, that's why we looked at, I think, the guys that we did this offseason with, you know, Matt Crooks coming in with a little more experience and Katrina coming in with a little more experience as well. Yeah, they're 25 and 30 years old, so it's a little different there. Andres Gomez came in and there were sparks from him, and I was told multiple times he looks great all week long in training. But once you get him off the practice field and put him in the game, it doesn't quite translate. I've also been told he looks like a different guy this year. He played more defense in uh, one week this year than he played an entire year last year, expecting a big step forward because I think he's one of the young guys you're talking about. Yeah, I think offensively he's very, very exciting. He has the technical ability, he has the speed. Um, He can beat guys 1v1. I think he can be goal dangerous. He can set other guys up. It, it, there's a few things that we're working on with him in terms of how he gets behind with and without the ball um, and needs to be pretty adept at doing both of those things. So from that standpoint, we expect that step forward. And then, you know, defensively, yeah, it's, 
he's his commitment and his work rate defensively has been really good this preseason. And, you know, I think he's working on actually the, the positioning of it, the tactical side of it, and that's what he's getting. He joined us a little bit late because he's with the Colombian U23 national team, um, but he's picking it up pretty quick. So, yeah, he's one of the young guys we expect uh, more from this year. So Pablo gave an interview here in the last week or so, and they were asking him about the referee situation uh, with uh, the regulars not being available. Uh, do you guys, uh, you, do, you, do you coach for that? How do you prepare for that in case you get some things that you don't normally get? I think you just emphasize the things that, that you know you try to always emphasize, but you know the, the phrase control the controllable comes to mind, right? So that's something that's outside of the player's control. They can't fix it. They can't do anything uh, about it. And so they're, they just have to play and deal with, with the situation that, that is given them. So, you know, all the, like, the old cliches about, you know, playing until the whistle, not expecting anything, not expecting any favors, all those types of things, I think, apply. I think, you know, from our standpoint, maybe in the stands, it's maybe a little bit easier to be a little bit more patient with, with uh, a you know referee that's, that's maybe a little bit less experienced, but I think the players just need to control the controllables and take care of their performance, and you know the referee will take care of theirs. Messi's the big name because well he's messy, so there's that. But they've surrounded him with a bunch of big names. Who do you think ends up, given the way MLS works, who has the biggest impact for the club over the course of the season, and who are you most worried about in the opener having a big impact? Apart from Messi? Apart from Messi, yes. I mean, Messi's Messi, but he's not the only guy out there who's got a really good resume. He's just got the best resume. Yeah, I mean, look, across the season, I think um, someone like Busquets is obviously someone very important to how they play, and if you want if you want Messi to be successful, they got to get him the ball, and Busquets is, is a big part of that, and he connected back to front really well for them last year when they were successful. So that's a big, a big piece, and then, you know, I think the obvious newcomer, I guess, is, is Suarez coming in, um, and and to see what what he's got left, and you know, obviously, still someone that we've got to you've got to pay attention to in and around the box. He's he's deadly in that area. He's very dangerous, um, but you know, it's it's uh, he's he's getting up there in years. So for for me, it's a little bit of wait and see. But again, he's he did really well when he was in Brazil over the last couple of years. Um, so he's definitely someone that, that we got to be aware of and, and pay attention to when in our final third. So you got the home opener later in the week. Uh, I'm wondering as far as that goes, are there any new attractions or additions or anything that the fans can expect that is new and different? Um, I know there's always going to be uh, some, some fun stuff out on the plaza uh, pregame. And I know that, uh, I know that that's always a fun time to bring, you know, to, for fans, for, for kids, for, for all that stuff. I think um, it's a great place to spend some time before you have to go into the game and, and sit down and, and, you know, you watch the game. But uh, I think that's always something to look forward to. There's been a lot of travel in the preseason for RSL to Portugal and to uh, Santa Barbara and then back. And the one team that probably doesn't want to hear anything about RSL's travel is Miami. Because they were in Saudi Arabia, they were in Hong Kong, they were in Japan. I forget where else they were, but they were all over the world. How much do you think it's the opener? We we don't think fatigue should be a problem, but these teams have been through a lot of time zones, and it's hard to shake that off. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> travel's hard. I mean, I'm not even playing, and I've been traveling a bunch, and I can feel it too. So yeah, tra- travel can be can be tough, and it can wear on the body, it can wear on the mind, and. You know, yeah, I don't think there's any real advantage to be gained, I think, by either side in this 
on that side of things because both both sides have had a good amount of travel over the past few weeks. But it's something that, you know, the boys are recovering from. Obviously, we came down here a day early to try to, you know, give us the give us as much time as possible on the ground before the game to, to settle in and shake that off. And, you know, it's just something that I think obviously road teams have to deal with at MLS. It's not usually something the home team has to deal with, but maybe it is in this in this situation. And, you know, if that balances things out, that's great. Well, it's RSL in Miami. It's the opener Wednesday night, and then RSL's at St. Louis on the weekend, and they finished atop the Western Conference in the regular season last year, so two really good opponents to start things off. Kurt, thanks for a a few minutes. Uh, We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again later this season. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Kurt Schmidt, Real Salt Lake Sporting Director and Chief Soccer Officer. 6 o'clock tomorrow night in Miami for the opener. You'll hear that right here on The Zone, pregame at 5 and then the game at 6. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. Steve Cleveland coming up to talk college hoops. BYU and Utah State at home. Big-time opponents for both schools tonight. We'll talk with him about the games coming up at 9 o'clock right here on The Zone. Remember, you got a chance to win big every week on The Zone. This week on Win Ticket Wednesday, you win a pair of tickets to the Doobie Brothers of Utah First Credit Union on August 30th. They'll be at the amphitheater. Listen to The Zone all day Wednesday for your chance to win. Okay. Concert tickets tomorrow, jazz tickets today. You've always got stuff to win. Yacht gave out a pair of jazz tickets at 8.30. We'll have another winner coming up at 9.30. If you don't win then, Jake and Ben will have winners. What a freaking great time at 10:30, of year. 11.30. Baseball's back. I watched some baseball over the weekend. What'd you watch? College baseball. Who? Oh, geez. Well, whatever was on. And then I fired up my Devils, watched them play Santa Clara. Not a kid? On the uh, Pac-12 network. I wonder if all those, how that will work going forward. I know. ESPN Plus. I know. For baseball. They have a lot of college baseball. ESPN Plus. They'll just move it over? Yep. I think that's where pretty much everything's going to end up. Yeah, but I thought I heard that wasn't doing well. It's still there. Uh. I know because I logged in at work to get some to get highlights from the college basketball oh, games. Oh, you have ESPN Plus? At work. Well, give me your password so I can watch it. I'm not sure I'm supposed to be sharing the work password. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm a brother in that sense. Okay, we'll talk about it. I got a security card. <laughs> Uh, and, we and I saw a whole, when I logged in, I saw I had to scroll down. It's all alphabetical. So all the baseball games, I bet there were 20, 25 baseball games on. And then we scrolled down to the basketball. I know I'm in the, a high minority here, but you so, like college baseball. Sunday baseball was my first love. Yeah. You like, you like college baseball. I get you. Cause I had moved out from, are they uh, the sending out clips all the time? Like my gauchos were on the road and they, they sent out clips. I follow them on Twitter. I'll see, you know. Oh, they just scored two in the second suite. I don't follow and then and they, and they had the video of it, too. I don't follow anybody on Twitter. I watch we'll the games. Now, there you go. I had the computer fired up on Friday. Watched your Devils yeah. go to town. Yeah. I watched the uh, Utah women with another last-second hoop <laughs> to win the once, game. Once again. Being up by double digits with, like, five, six minutes to go, blowing it, and then coming back. And then that was over. I flicked over and watched some of that. My sister sent me pictures Saturday of the fan fest that they had for the D-backs. She's going to spring training, uh, what's today, the 20th? Spring training opens the 25th. She's got tickets to go. 
There, I just logged on. There's a list of NCAA baseball games that they've got Yeah, but I don't streaming. care about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you will when your Devils are on ESPN+. Plus. There's a ton of games. You'll be able to watch the, the whole Big 12. They all play. Uh, it's not quite a football, and I don't care about basketball. They can go to the Big 12, whatever. I don't care. In fact, I would embrace it. I've already embraced it. Uh, but the baseball, not not having SC come in. I mean, I was there. I would go. And there'd be big crowds. It wasn't yeah. you and random people. It was an event. And there was a SC series. I was a student, and I knew it was so heated that I wanted to be there on the Sunday because I knew there was going to be issues. Sure enough. Big brawl broke out? Somebody got thrown at? The pitcher, it's like the first time and only time I'd ever seen it. He charged the batter. <laughs> he did. Usually and, they come to you. I know. And and I knew there was going to be trouble. And they knew because they had extra security there. That was a big, big deal for me. I know it doesn't get the run here. We'll see what happens with the Utes if they get their own ballpark. I know that's the, that's the plan. Playing on campus would there. help, right? Yeah, over there at the, uh, where they had the existing practice facility. They've got to do some things to enlarge that. Uh, although this time of year, I mean, it's hard to play here. Uh, maybe uh, maybe get some March home games. I know they're all on the road for a good while. They always are. Yeah. Sometimes they play home away from home in St. George. Do they? I've seen some of that, yeah. Maybe it was a tournament setting. At their, at their ball field? I don't know what field they use down there. I don't know you how don't that text? works. But I, I think I've seen like BYU play some school from California. I don't think it was Arizona. I think it was California school. Really? Maybe it was Grand Canyon. Yeah. Go to St. George and play if you have to. And maybe that was just a one-off because of weather or something. It wasn't scheduled. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. And so maybe it was that. You know, storms coming in and they want to get the games in, so they just set up somewhere to play. Yeah, I'd be interested in uh, attending that if that were the case. Yeah. Because I've never, I mean, you can see their field, obviously. The university's field is right on the I-15 there. If you're going into town, right on the right. I've never been in that stadium. It looks like a pretty good stadium. You got your contacts. Call the coaches, have them set it up. <laughs> set up uh, a game? Yeah, let's go, guys. <laughs> Move some games to St. George for me. Take care of me. You get Wooly Bloomquist on the line. <laughs> Coach, I got an idea. You don't really want to go on the road. And you can't play at home. Here's what you're going to do. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's, just, it's a good time of year. A lot of sports getting going. Spring sports uh, right around the corner uh, for the high schools and everything. Uh, high school basketball tournaments. So uh, they, have scheduled, they have scheduled some neutral field games in San Diego this year. The Utes have. Go to San Diego, play UC San Diego and San Diego State, and bring in Loyola Marymount and CSU Bakersfield and play them down in San Diego on a neutral field. Why wouldn't you just go there? What's the difference? The, the venue doesn't matter. Getting rid of the travel, I guess. They'll just set up shop in San Diego for four days and yeah, just but, keep but playing. Loyola Marymount would be closer to home. I hear you. But there, it's right here. Loyola Marymount <laughs> and San Diego State. Maybe some kind of tournament. Yeah, they have a lot of Tony those. Gwynn Legacy Tournament, it looks like. Okay. That makes sense. So there's no designated home team. Right. Gotcha. Are we going to get Major League Baseball here? When? I saw a thing on ESPN. End of the decade. That's too long, man. I got way excited. Yeah. I don't but, know if that means 2030 literally or 29 or 31, but I was hoping for something in two or three years. If the A's come next year, that's a good 
tie me oh. over. Well, the the thing I saw it was Jeff Passon wrote Jeff, this morning, and he Jeff, said, he's saying the expansion said, wouldn't have until the 20, early twenty thirties. So I, I saw him say it on TV. He was, but he was an aside because what he was doing is he's blasting the A's. And they were getting into the whole deal about where the A's are going to go for three years. Yeah. And basically, like, don't apply logic to this situation because their, their ownership is so messed up. I mean, he was, you don't but usually don't hear people be that dismissive. Wouldn't you like baseball here for three years, though? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't care how bad their ownership is. Oh, well, his point was, I don't though, care if they lose every freaking game. Who his cares? point was, you can't predict how this thing is going to play out or whether well, they're going to stay. It's unprecedented. So, how could you predict anything? It's yeah. never happened before. He just thinks the logic doesn't apply that they're there crazy. There is no they're, logic. They're crazy. What logic is there? I know you live your life by logic, but there is no logic that is applied here. That was his point. It's un well, I already knew it's that. Not, it, but see, you could be unprecedented and there could still be logic applied to the situation. There, no. No, there can't. There could. There can't. Well, there won't. Well, I, there I, could but or I already can't. knew that. Well, this is an unprecedented situation. So how are you going to logic it out? Well, is it log- unpre- logic how? means there's only one conclusion. How is this unprecedented? Because I've never heard of a team have a temporary home for three years. Well, it's literally That's- what Montreal did when they went to Puerto Rico. It may have been two years, not three, but it's pretty similar. They went and played in Puerto Rico before they played in D.C. I mean, they were splitting games and moving all over the place. And they used temporary okay, RFK so as a home. you got and- me one. Name well, me baseball, two, name me three, name me four. Baseball doesn't move teams very often. It certainly isn't the NFL. It really isn't even the NBA. The baseball is the most stable of sports. Because it's the best. I think, I think it's two teams in 50 years. And the NFL is like nine. The NFL just movement at the drop of a hat. Where's our stadium? Give us our billions, loser, or we're out. I don't, I don't care even know what, if you could name all the NFL moves. And I don't care. I don't, I'm not interested in logic or any of that stuff. I just want the team here. I don't yeah. care what the details well, are. The, the detail is they won't get $70 million in TV money care. if they come here. <laughs> they do, though. I know that's, they do. So the I'm problem. not going to read all this stuff on that. Why clutter my mind with something that I can't control? What difference does it make? Average fan doesn't care about that. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 The Zone. It is a Jazz Ticket Tuesday. Utah Jazz Ticket Tuesdays are brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Learn and earn the app, paying your family to learn about money. UCCU, love where you bank. Jazz Hornet tickets coming up at 9.30. Steve Cleveland coming up next. Big college hoops games tonight. Stay with us.